put out here to do a story. To do a story about what? Uh, as you can see, there's construction underway here. Uh, they've dug out a little bit. There's water has accumulated. Traffic's backed up. And the city decides with Houston, there's always traffic. So what's the big fucking deal? What the fuck are we doing out here? I ask you, what in the fuck are we doing here? I really... No, I really want to... I got some bad ideas in my head. I just... Cookies need love like everything does. <laughs> and I will tell you, it's three agencies of government when I get there that are gone. Commerce, education, and the... Um, uh, what's the third one there? Let's see. <laughs> The pineal gland, why? Dr. Pretorius believed the pineal was a dormant sensory organ. The sixth sense. Yes, well that's not a new theory. The philosopher Descartes believed it was the third eye. It's not a theory, it's a fact. Yeah, I'm still alive, I'm still breathing. I mean, look, we can all get into sort of feeling, you know, sorry for ourselves or having a pity party about the past or what's happened. It's just not worth it because it affects the present and it affects the future. You can't sort of play into that sort of stuff. Welcome to Pop Culture Purgatory. and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. Like I told my last wife, I says, honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes. You just listen to the old Pork Chop Express and take his advice on a dark and stormy night, all right? When some wild-eyed, eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, and he looks at crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you've paid your dues. Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. I'm not saying that I've been everywhere and I've done everything. But I do know it's a pretty amazing planet we live on here. The man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. Well, John, I'm looking forward to seeing you again because we had such a nice visit when you were in Dallas for right. Starman. And uh, I have to tell you now that coming into this, I knew just uh, just kind of that tagline they're using, you know, about comedy, mystery, kung fu, right. ghost, and all that. And I thought, what sort of a chop suey is this going to be <laughs> anyway? And I, I was, uh, you know, trying to keep a very open mind, but I, I just couldn't quite, you know, picture what it would be. Well, now I have to tell you, it's a romp, and I absolutely love it. Oh, it's such you. fun. Thank you. Great fun. It has the most fantastic look 
Uh, we've had other oriental type pictures, but this one just has a, such a sumptuous look and the action and everything. Uh, it had to cost a bundle of money. Well, Big Trouble cost a little bit of money, but but there's something in it that I'm extremely proud of, and it's it's an essence. Okay, it is Chinese Chinese mysticism and mythology presented to Western audiences with authenticity. It's a world we never have seen before in Western films. It's in the Chinese cinema. And the way I researched this movie was I watched a lot of Chinese cinema and their films, and I found a point of view with which to take, which is one of unsophistication and innocence. They see the world very beautifully, and they, they describe action and movement and color in a certain way. And I tried to, tried to get that into my movie. What did it cost then? Big Trouble in Little China cost well, when we're all done, about $25 million. I knew it had to be in excess of $20 million. Yeah, because it's all there it's, and it's, it's wonderful. It's a big film. Yeah. yeah. So many other films, and not just Oriental films, but anytime you get into any sort of ethnic thing, you know and I know, John, that there are always a handful of people out there, and they have to see some racism in it. Year of the Dragon, my word, what a flap that was. Now, are you at all apprehensive about that kind of reaction among a few people? I'm not apprehensive because I understand from where it, where it comes from and uh, I know why, why there is a protest over things. I think if you look at it this way, some, mo some people want a voice, okay, and they don't have one. They're not, they're unheard. And the best way to get your voice, to get your opinion out, is to attach yourself to something that's very visible. Year of the Dragon was a big movie, so in order to be heard, if you attack it, you'll be heard. So I keep in mind that if Big Trouble is attacked by groups who find, it, find something wrong with it, it's because they, want, they don't want to be invisible. They want you to listen to them. Unfortunately, they choose uh, kind, of a, kind of an unpleasant way to do it. But it can hurt the film. I don't really believe it can. I think, I think that um, it didn't hurt Color Purple. It, because there was a protest against that film. It did hurt Year of the Dragon, but I don't think it was the protest that, that, that bothered Year of the Dragon as much as the film perhaps wasn't something that the audience really wanted to see. Your film, and here again, I, I may be treading on dangerous territory, but I sat there, John, thinking, this is a Chinese Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now, does that bother you that I was sitting there thinking that? It doesn't bother me a bit. Um, in some ways, I suppose you're right. It's, it's much like a film that I saw, a Chinese film called uh, The Swordsman, which was made over in, uh, in Hong Kong, which had a lot of the same elements as Big Trouble. It, it was basically the Chinese Star Wars. I have never seen a movie like this, and, and it's never been released in America. And it is so magical and so much fun. And when I saw it, I thought, if I can get a little of that in my film, I'm doing all right. Another thought I had sitting there watching it, particularly all the aerial work, which I just loved, I, th I kept thinking, <laughs> you have more aerial action than Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> Does that bother you? That doesn't bother me. It's a, it's a lot, um, the concept of that, that, that you have guys who can fight each other in midair with swords really appeals to me. It's like Peter Pan. Peter Pan can fly. And in our story, um, these, uh, our heroes drink a magic potion which allows them to sail through the air and sword fight. 
And doing it is like uh, shooting a ballet. It's like shooting a dance. It's so pretty to choreograph and cut together. I really enjoy doing it. It had to be a bear to shoot, though. Well, it was tricky. It was tricky. We, we shot it in a very short time. The, uh, the big ending sequence that you see in the Great Arcade took five days to shoot. Now, in a normal film, we would have spent months on it. And so I had to pre-plan everything and get, it, and get it done very, very quickly. That says a lot for you as a director, though, John, because there are some things <coughs> that you just can't rush, you know. That's true. In this case, however, the, the story required us to go very quickly. It's a, it needs a great momentum to carry you along that wave of fantasy and have a good time. So um, the momentum of the shooting kind of got everybody inspired to go real fast. John, was Starman, or do you consider Starman in any sense at all, a turning point in your career? I think it, it was a turning point in the sense that people, some people recognized that I could do something different than I had been done, doing before. Uh, Starman was, in a sense, in the genre of science fiction, but only in passing. It really was a love story. And I've always wanted the chance to do something like that. And I think, yeah, I think people now say, well, he can do that. Maybe we'll hire him for something else. Is it the reason you got this picture? I think this picture is much more like my old ones, you know. Well, who can we get that can do an action-adventure, comedy, ghost story, monster movie, kung fu movie? We can get John Carpenter. Let's hire the bum. <laughs> and so the bum got hired. Yeah. And I think the bum has a terrific hit on his hands. Thank you. <laughs> John, it's always fun to see you and talk with nice you. Nice to see you again. And thanks, uh, thanks for making yourself and your picture available to us here in New York City. Thank you. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy. This is Decent. Chris Sean Martins. And have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir. The check is in the mail. Yeah. Uh, talking about Big Trouble in Little China, John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China from 1986. This is Jack Burton and the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here. And a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. Ow! They call it Little China. Finally, we shall bring order out of chaos. It's where Big Trouble was waiting for Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack. Jack. Jack! They told him to go to hell. He make one move. And that's just where he's going. Somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. There are many mysteries, many unanswerable questions, even in a life as short as yours. <clears throat> my destiny rests in your capable hands. Hey, I'll do my best. Take Cracker Jack timing, Wayne. One, two, three. We may be trapped. Total concentration. Safety. Huh, yeah. 
You ready, Jack? I was born ready. Way to go, Jack. Jack Burton's coming to rescue your summer. Hey, what more can a guy ask for? 20th Century Fox presents Kurt Russell in John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. It's on the reflexes. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about a couple of John Carpenter movies uh, this month, but we, Mike, we let Mike pick, and Mike picked these three. We're not talking about three movies on this episode, but we, uh, as we go. Well, I just watched uh, Assault on Precinct 13, and I know that the, I think we've only talked about vampires on the show. I think that's the only Carpenter movie we've actually done, yes, which is correct, kind of crazy. Yeah. So, which is so surprising, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> considering really how much is. we like his work, that we've only done one movie. Right, right. Oh, I was waiting for a month. That's what I've always said. I want to wait for a whole month to do, mm-hmm. or maybe like even two months. Like, you know, not like back to back, but like over the course of, you know, a year or so, we can talk sure. about all the John Carpenter stuff. But I was just kind of waiting for, you know, the right time. But fuck it. Let's do it now. So, oh, yeah. Up. I'm glad we're doing it now, dude. Yeah, me too. So, uh, either one of you guys can go first. But, like, what was your first experience with uh, John Carpenter's Big Trouble in World China? Oh, this movie scared the shit out of me. Like I, the, the fucking hairy troll fucking thing and then the, <laughs> the, the eye floating monster crap. Because, yeah. you know, this came out in 86, so I was one when it came out. I probably saw it when I was five or six and wasn't supposed to. <laughs> yeah, dude. Right, right. But at first it scared the shit out But I still loved it, you know. So, like, Raiden, yeah. that was, like, my first introduction to Raiden. I've been fa- That's why I was, like, immediately obsessed with Mortal Kombat when that came out later. And it's obviously based on the this kind of characterization of Raiden. Right, um, right. But, yeah, no, I loved it, you know. Uh, I, I had seen Halloween before I'd seen this, so I was, I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't really knowledgeable of movies at the time, but I knew who Carpenter was. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just, I love Kurt Russell. It's just always been a lot of fun to me. And it's, you know, it's just, it's a fucking cult classic. Yeah, dude. Now, I think I had a very similar experience to you. I was very young the first time I saw it. And I think this movie just taps into some, some part of child wonderment that just like, holy fuck, there's a floating eyeball monster now. And holy shit, there's like the things that keep, just keep, I wish I had the experience of watching this movie for the first time as an adult. That guy just <laughs> blew himself up. <laughs> yeah, so much crazy shit. One, one, one scene after another. It escalates so fucking like fast, dude. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But yeah, man, I always loved the movie. I've always been a fucking Kurt Russell fan. Uh, like this era Kurt Russell fan of, you know... I'm going to wear jeans and I don't need a belt because I fucking bought them fitting the first time. Like <laughs> that kind of Kurt Russell. <laughs> Tuck in your fucking sleeveless shirt, dude. Yeah. yeah <laughs> sleeveless yeah, yeah. tank top at that. <laughs> but it's funny. This movie kind of taps into the same era of like everybody was into the whole trucking thing, huh? Because this is around time over the top came up. Apparently, this movie competed with The Golden Child. So another, I mean, how often does fucking, there's a quote from John Carpenter already. He's like, how often does Hollywood do two Chinese mysticism movies literally coming out the same fucking year, let alone in the last 20 years, you know? (laughs) Crazy. And The Golden Child, of course, did well. Eddie Murphy was a huge star. This Mm. one didn't do that well. Yeah. I mean, they both didn't do that well at the box. Yeah. Um, But I think I, I, I can't be getting my my info wrong here. I didn't do any research, uh, but I've heard this before in the past and I might be paraphrasing here, but like, I think this was supposed to be some sort of like sequel to Buckaroo Banzai. Well, no, it was, so it was written by the guy who directed Buck, Buckaroo Banzai. But when they first wrote this dude, it, it was like a Western 
samurai kind of thing set in like the 1800s. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And then the studio hired um, Richter. I can't remember that. I don't have the guy's name up. But um, they hired him to do a rewrite. And with John Carpenter there, they, they updated the story. Literally, the only thing they kept from the original script written by the Buckaroo Banzai guy was um, uh, the, the, the low pan kind of sub, uh, sub story. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. And you get that vibe. You know, you get the, the shootout sequence when, like, he's wearing, like, the, the double. Bandoleros? Uh, bullet, yeah. All oh, yeah, that yeah. Shit. And then a <laughs> comes out of nowhere. And you're like, what the right. fuck? Is this Kung Fu? Is this a monster <laughs> movie? I love it. <laughs> I am. Um, uh, so, like, I. It, I mean, I must have been like ten, maybe ten. Nah, I had. You know, I might have been ten. But my mom got. Um, you guys remember those like, the Fox? It was like Fox. I know specifically it was Fox, but it would send like, it was random too. Like Fox would send you, like a catalog. It wasn't like a big catalog. It was like a two sheet or whatever, huh. and you could order. You could order VHS <clears throat> from them, and. uh I remember my mom, she asked my sister, she's like, you can get two movies. And I was like, she's like, you can get two movies too. So I got Empire Strikes Back. And then I saw the cover to, to Big Trouble. I was like, is this a good movie? Because it looks awesome. And she's like, oh, it's great. And so I, I, I got it. And uh, that was my Big Trouble in China was my first experience with John Carpenter. Then after that, that's when I got like into the thing and Escape from New York and wow. stuff like that. Nice. But it, was, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. I saw Escape from New York early, too, because it's just like you, Jim. We always have very – and Chris, too. I just remember the VHS versions. My, my mm-hmm. uncle just had this massive movie collection. And I remember the, the dark black Escape from New York <clears> with, like, the – you know, it's just like the poster that you see now. It's awesome. Um, and, then, and then, of course, Big Trouble will try to fucking Kurt Russell just standing, you know, shitty grin on the cover with all this other crazy <laughs> shit in the background. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful poster, man. Yeah, like, it this really is. is. It's really great. Uh, but yeah, this movie is like, uh, you know, Kron, you said it too. It's like, this is like a kid. It's a, it's a kid's movie, in my opinion, man. It's like a kid's <laughs> fantasy, dude. Like, like you're, you get caught up in this crazy different world. And like, it's all this weird, like creatures, like the, looks like the beholder or some shit from Dungeons and Dragons with goofy eyeballs. And mm-hmm. it laughs and shit when coming with Lil Pan's voice coming out of his mouth and this weird, like, uh, hairy monster and like uh, mysticism, magic guns, fucking people getting thrown into windows and shit, eighteen wheelers, it, um, just Fire everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, everything is in this movie, and it's so fucking great, man. Like all the characters are great. You know, Egg Shan's probably one of my favorite characters of all time. He's Love, great. Him. oh, he's, yeah, uh, he's, he's the best. Uh, Lo Pan's a great fucking bad guy. I mean, you, you have. All this, this great, you get, you know, the, the, um, you know, Kurt Russell being basically John Wayne, the total goofball John Wayne, and John fucking Wayne up all the time on accident. I guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out, like perfectly, and yeah, it's just a, it's a blast. And, and the, I mean, the one-liners are some of the best one-liners oh, yeah. of all time. Fantastic. The movie is nothing but just great quotes all the way through. It's just even like from all characters, it's fucking great. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, um, you guys know this, but, um, you know, John Carpenter is like, my favorite director of all time. And he's one of my favorite composers of all time. Oh, too. yeah. He, this great music score. is awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome score. With Alan Hallworth, who he he did a lot of stuff with uh, with Carpenter. He helped, like, co-create the Halloween, the original Halloween score. Right. He, he helped with Halloween 3, which is an awesome, awesome soundtrack or score. If you guys have never listened to Halloween three score, but um, yeah, like Christine, but uh, yeah, the music is just awesome all the way through, and just it's a it, 
doesn't get well, like slow. That, that chase sequence when they're running out of the airport, man. Like it gives me like Tango and Cash kind of vibes at times. Like just really a beep, but really kind of like just singular. You know immediately that it's Carpenter right. doing the work, especially from the opening. But mm, like right. whatever he's like, call the cops. Like that music during that whole scene is just fucking awesome. I love That's it. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Dope. Oh, for me, one of the most impressive things about this movie is the set design, dude. Great. Ho- holy fuck, man! Like, yeah, it looks amazing. It just looks so good, like so well done. And they spent twenty five million on this fucking movie back in the day. Jesus, really? Yeah. Well, they're huge sets, man. They're massive, massive sets that they had set up. Yeah, the wedding set is awesome with like the Buddha, the neon oh. and shit. Oh yeah, skull, the neon and escalator inside of it and shit. So, so sick, dude. So fucking amazing. And this, there's that great. Um, that great low pan puppet where like he transforms into well he transforms into his demon but like it's like a puppet where it glows like it's like translucent skin and like a finger comes out oh, yeah he looks amazing and like mm-hmm. transforms into low pants like wow this is fucking killer man <laughs> <laughs> I love this fucking movie man like the special effects are great um, <laughs> like I think that in, I think another reason why this movie didn't do too well is it came out 16 days before Aliens came out and Ooh. I don't wow. think of a fucking hit that was that year yeah <clears throat> but and it sucks because this movie is one of my favorites of all time like it never gets old Nope. It is so fun to watch, dude. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it, how much of it's nostalgia or just it's really that great of a fucking movie, but I don't I don't tire from watching it ever. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever turn it off if it was on TV. Right. No, yeah. I just and, I just think that John Carpenter knew what he's doing. I mean, he's he's making he knew he's making a campy flick, and he also loved, you know, um uh Chinese acting movies, Chinese acting movies and stuff, and he likes West. He's a big Western fan, right. and uh, he knew what he was doing. And like you know, um, you know, I guess some people could say that about the uh, the nostalgia thing. But I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I have nostalgia for seeing this uh, when I was a kid. But I still think it, it's a really good movie. It's a fun movie. You know, mm-hmm. I can watch it any time. Yeah, it wasn't received well at the time, but it's it, like you know, it just needed its time to grow. You know what I mean? <laughs> How does like that a lot happen? of John Carpenter yeah. movies, man. A lot of John Carpenter movies are like that. He gets, usually gets, you know, he makes a, a really good movie and then something something comes out at the same yeah. time. Like The Thing or E.T. The Thing and E.T. E.T. came out like a week or so before The Thing. And then The Thing came out and like, what the fuck is this? It's like, you know, you should read some reviews in The Thing from back in the day. They're not, they're not kind. Yeah, they're not good. They're very, wow. very mean-spirited. Yeah, so, like, really hateful. <laughs> really hateful. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I would, I would, for me, I uh, the thing holds up a lot better than ET does. Yikes! But <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, this is just like you know anybody can jump in and watch this because uh, it's it's simplistic. It's not. I think the only thing that's maybe confusing to some, but it, there's someone always there to help make you help you understand. Like that scene with like uh, with uh, Wang's uncle and Ed Shannon talking about um, sort of how the tide is starting to turn. And how like they need to go after Lopan. Um, there's a lot of Chinese mysticism there, mm-hmm. but like you have Gracie Law uh, or um, you have uh, Kim Control. They're kind of ex- being the audience and saying like, "Oh, so this if this happens, then this will happen." So it's right. it's very simple. It kind of helps with the exposition, yeah. Yeah, the exposition that way. And I, you know, I I, I love everything about kind of the writing in this movie because it's it's meant to be campy, but it's never like overly in your fucking face. 
Right. Every single one liner I get from Kurt Russell, I love every single time. Even even <laughs> Kim Control on her side role, and, and of course, Lohan. Oh my god, man! Like that guy is fucking great. Was it James Hong? Is his name? Yeah, yeah. James Hong. Yeah, yeah dude, this guy's got like almost five hundred acting credits. It's insane. Oh crap, <laughs> dude! Yeah. yeah, he was born in nineteen twenty nine, and he's still alive. Holy awesome. wow, yeah. dude! Yeah, the the character that Kurt Russell is as Jack Burton is. I, to me, such a hilarious character. Even as a kid, I thought it was so like this dude is just going driving his truck around the countryside, just talking on CB radio to possibly nobody at all. Just dude, I, I feel like that's that could be the podcast sometimes. We're, yeah. we're, we don't care if you listen or not. <laughs> right, we're putting this shit out there regardless. If you're getting good tips, you just maybe missing them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's yeah, hilarious. Too, again, you're like a televangelist on the radio there. <laughs> <laughs> You definitely see the Western touch in there too when he, because Kurt Russell has saddlebags for some reason. Dude, he's I like, like that. Right. He doesn't carry a wallet, he carries saddlebags, which is great. I thought it's yeah. a cool character. He hmm. sounds like John Wayne so many times throughout this movie. It's like he's oh, trying yeah. to do like a overly kind of done version of with being Russell, you know, Kurt Russell or whatever. But especially when he's on, on the, the, uh, the CB radio, man, I love it. Yeah, um, such a yeah, character. I love that straight line. You know, I still say it today. Son of a bitch must pay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the, like the whole like um, uh, op- the whole opening where like he's with Wang and they're like betting and stuff like that. And like you know he, he's gonna well, cut that bottle in half. Like, not that bottle. This well, bottle. Well, <laughs> yeah. I did want to bring this up um, too. Like the whole lawyer scene at the beginning kind of bothers me because you never really go back to that. It feels like. That could have been set up for a sequel as to why Egg's having to meet with the lawyer about this, you know? Right. And they never really go back to that. I don't know. Sorry. That was something I, I'd kind of forgotten that the movie opened with that real briefly before you see, you know, Kurt Russell and all that. Yeah. No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe. What yeah, it so again? it opens or... up where, you know, um, Egg. Oh, you know, yeah, with Egg Shannon, the lawyer. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But you never really, you know, it never comes back to that. You, you know, at the end, when, you know, not trying to jump too far ahead, but. You know, she's like, well, I guess, you know, my work is done here. But it never comes back to that. I didn't know if maybe that was supposed to lead into something later. I don't Had know. it done well. He did show him lightning, so I think he won the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a great opening, too, by the way. I love that opening. Oh, yeah, yeah it's great. Set the tone. Because it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Anyway, yeah, uh, but yeah, getting, getting kind of the, the whole, like you were saying, the, the scene with him and him and Wang's um, chemistry, they're just so fucking great together on screen. A great man. team, man. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie Chu, I think, is that actor's name? I'm going to uh, check for a lot. I'm not sure. I'm not oh, sure. wow, I'm way off. Dennis, Dennis Dunn. Dennis Dunn. Because they're yeah. both, uh, Dennis Dunn and uh, James Wong are both in, I think, I'm, Victor, is it Victor Wong? Victor Wong is the action. I think they're well. They're both in uh, uh, Prince of Darkness together. John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Ah, so oh, cool. they come they come back together later on into uh, one of his later movies that we'll definitely have to talk about in the show too. But um, yeah, you know Carpenter has his guys. You know he's got his guys. He puts yeah. in his movies. Too. Yeah, you Pearl. definitely notice that going through, especially like you know the composer that he's used several times. <laughs> But one thing I have to talk about is the wannabe Bolo Young guy of one of the three. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the he's thunder. Dudes. Huh? thunder. He's Thunder. Thunder? Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. that guy cracks me up through this whole fucking movie. <laughs> Just the, ah, he is so into it, man. I the love theatrics it. of it, yeah, dude, it's so <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> great. You'll play your cards right. <laughs> <laughs> I can help you. It's <laughs> fucking great, man. And just great. got that, like, psychotic look like, yeah, definitely shouldn't be trusting this guy. Let's follow him. <laughs> 
Bo Young is in uh, uh, is it Blood? I think he's in Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The early he, movie. He was like in like he was in a bunch. He was a couple of Van Damme. He's great, things. man. He's like the, he's the uh, he's the Chinese Schwarzenegger, man. He's great. He's in he's in fucking Enter the Dragon. Bruce there you Lee go. fights him out in like the main yard or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. He's beefcake. I love I love that whole scene of the uh, teaming the I forget what it's called, but um, teaming the savage uh, heart or something like that. The the basically what it is is like a dome light they have to go up to to touch. Uh, but like, oh just, yeah, they have oh. to. Yeah, it's so bad. And he's like dancing, like doing the sword knife moves or whatever. Like, it's like, what the fuck is going on? It's just slow motion, but everybody else is like in regular, like normal time speed. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way how he says, "Play your cards right." If you play your cards right, it's. It's like raining a lot of the time too, which I like a lot. Oh so, yeah, dude. It sets up the atmosphere, you know. Jack, Wayne of Deuce and Cracker Jack timing. You ready? <laughs> ready, Jack? I was born ready. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> fucking telephone guy holding a telephone going into this company, which is amazing. The whole scene's great. <laughs> Do you guys feel like uh, the between Kurt Russell and, and Kim, like their their romance kind of just came out of nowhere, dude? That that like uh, it was instant. <laughs> it was like well, maybe uh, for him, no build up at all. It was just like I don't oh, think I it guess needs to be romantically uh, evolved. Well, I mean, he's romantically definitely trying to get with her the whole time, you know. But then she keeps getting kidnapped or going after the other chick in the movie, which I never really. That was always well, I mean, kind of weird. To, there's a there's a problem with her face, right? <laughs> <laughs> That line, I know you can't. I can't get in there. I know there's a problem with your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. That airport scene's great too. When he looks, turns away to look at his dude, and the fucking she runs away, and he turns old back lady. around. Just it's that old lady old... there. <laughs> <laughs> it's Miller time. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's rough standing down one for you. It's Miller time. And <laughs> <laughs> Kim Control, man, I gotta tell you, seeing this for his first time as, as a ten-year-old, like I. Like ladies, oh, Kim yeah. Control, like whoa. <laughs> even to this day, even I think Kim Control at the end is the most beautiful that she is in this entire movie. She's she's uh, at the wedding straight. scene when she's dressed yeah. up. No, no, at the end when he's at the when Kurt Russell's about to leave, and he's oh, like, "Can I kiss oh. her?" He's like, "Nah," you know. He walks out. She's like beautiful. She, all throughout the movie, she's gorgeous, man. It's she's, I, she is, uh, yeah. I she's a knockout, that. dude. The, the the next movie I saw her in was Porky's. Did y'all ever see that? Oh, yes, <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Hey, Police Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Police Academy. Yes, that as well. Good God. So <laughs> Porky's, great. Dude. Uh, I think Porky's she did that before this. Uh, Porky's is pretty old. I think it's like 82 or it's pretty yeah, old. Yeah, I think so. you're right. Man, I hadn't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it's seriously one of those just like that, the, that kind of movie could just never come out today. There's oh, just like. Man. Dude, yeah, there's a lot of it's, it's a, shit it's there. extremely problematic fucking movie, dude. Yeah, really dude. Well, <laughs> look at Revenge of the Nerds. They basically date rape these chicks and then go on panty raids and still all their underwear. Right, dude. <laughs> I mean, what's his name? Um, I can't remember his name. But the main nerd guy. He basically like molests that girl at Funhouse. Like he's wearing a mask. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so, yeah. you know that. <laughs> Best part is but, uh, the, the battle dude, of that's, that's one of the Carradine brothers. That's he's related to David yeah. and Keith Carradine. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Robert, Robert Carradine. Robert Carradine. Yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, uh, but they, they were literally just like, hey, let's make a movie where the entire plot is just womanizing. <laughs> that's all it is. Very wavy for the nerd guys. Like nerds, this is not how you overcome. No. <laughs> this is paradise. 
number two, I think it's the one called American Paradise, but yeah, it's yikes. Anyways, um, would you, I wanted to say this. Uh, would you say his name was Mike Richard Carradine? Robert Robert Carradine. Robert Robert Carradine will actually be in a Carpenter movie that we're going to be covering this month. So Ooh. interesting enough. Um, yeah. Sure. But yeah, I mean, like, listen. I mean, there's a lot of incredible things in this movie. I mean, uh, it. it it's it's hard to go. It's hard to start from one point to another point. I mean, it, the music is awesome. The acting is fun. Uh, the dialogue is great. I mean, it's a great. Uh, it's got a great script. I mean, I love. I want some of that that uh, that juice that Egg Chan's got. That the drinking yeah, very right. high. Uh, great buzz or whatever. Um, You'll see I things mean, no one else sees. <laughs> <laughs> Six like, demon so bags. That's great. What's in the egg? Agents. Let's go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he called him Egg too. I love when Kurt called him Egg. Egg. Yeah, that's a great, <laughs> great nickname. So Egg. Great. Egg. Good. Thought so. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the scene with uh, Egg Chan Lopan where they uh, basically play like a virtual, vir- like a spiritual oh. virtual oh, yeah. thing. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that robot boxing game that you used to have as a kid, except they're oh, projecting in the middle. I know, it's like they're doing the Schwartz from fucking Spaceballs, kind of with the lights or whatever, and then it's like watches a video game in the air. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, and then here comes Raiden. Right, right, right. Yeah, when um, it first starts opening up like, with the fight at the start, uh, where Kurt Russell's going to run over What's-His-Face with his truck, <laughs> And the dude just there's a scene in there where this dude gets stabbed in the dick. Like Yeah, there is. Yeah. I was like, oh Jesus Christ, dude. I remember cringing at that even as a child. <laughs> that's a crazy yeah. scene. Really, you have to really catch it too, because it's pretty quick. Yeah. That fight's so brutal, man. They it just is pretty fucking brutal. Everyone. Yeah. Like, there's the guy's got the pistols and a fucking Tommy gun, people getting stabbed in the dick. Like <laughs> there's a lot going on here. I love that scene too, where he literally just Kurt Russell takes his gun, where they're breaking down the door and just takes down, mows down six of them. Because in reality, there's like again, they're doing all the theatrics with the swords and kicking in the air and everything. He just fucking <laughs> Indiana Jones style just mows them down. <laughs> it's fucking solid, dude. I love that scene where Bolo Young breaks his gun. Looks awesome. That oh, crush, the crystals and oh, shit. Dude, dude, yes. It's not, awesome. not, not Bolo Young, but it does look like him. <laughs> I call, I'm going to call him Bolo Young. But yeah. I had to look up the name, and I, yeah, I forgot it, damn it. Uh, but, I, dude, yes, it, like you see like the glitter and crystals from that shit going everywhere? Like, damn. It's awesome. Yeah, they yeah. made that look really real. <laughs> and, like, uh, him. I swear with the bullets. When Kurt, Russell, when uh Kurt Russell gets the gun for the first time he's got the safety on, like he doesn't re- realize he's shooting the gun all of a sudden. It's fucking great. It's like first time you plug somebody? No. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I look when he first get the gun, so he's like, trade you. <laughs> to get the revolver out of <laughs> Trade you. <laughs> I have a knife. A knife? A knife. Oh, I love um uh the the line uh it, when they're knocking around for like a wall and they find it, was it hollow? Hollow, fuck it. Cuts up their fucking. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Like the door was going to be a problem if it's locked. You just cut straight through the son of a bitch and walk through it. <laughs> That's dude, great. Man. There's like a lot going on in this movie for only like an hour and 40 minutes. There's a lot of fucking plot jumps and shit like that, which uh, kind of yeah. surprises me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm jumping around, but I, whenever he goes into the fucking the whorehouse and the suit with the glasses and everything, like, he, looks, oh, he looks straight up out of the like the computer wore tennis shoes, like his first movie. It's so fucking <laughs> yeah, strange. Yeah, yeah. 
I forget what his name. I forget what his name is. It's like, it's like name is Jimmy Swanson. Uh, something, <laughs> something name. Something random. It's yeah. my game or some shit like that. <laughs> he sold that character. <laughs> you know, what I'm looking for is a girl with green eyes. Yeah, anything like that. I, it, I, I really want the girl with the green eyes. Uh, <laughs> take your tie off, please. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. My wife got me for my birthday last year. Oh, that shit's fucking fantastic. Yeah. His reactions are great. All of his rea- all Carousel's reactions are like perfect. Like him in the car, he pulls the knife out when that whole gang fight starts. He's just like open mouth the whole time. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here, man? <laughs> yeah, just sitting there mouth agape with a knife upright in his hand, just staring at all this action going down on the street. Like, uh, maybe I'm not gonna get involved here. <laughs> I love that he with that scene too when he has his gun and he shoots it to be like, <laughs> you know. Dramatic and it just fucking pops a hole and a rock falls and hits him in the head. Knocks him out the middle. That's like the beginning of the final battle, too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's like it's, Jack. it's all going down. Where's Jack at? He's laying down on laying the ground down next to his gun. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, he, right after he took the the uh the magic juice too, like takes the magic juice and he gets knocked unconscious for like for half the fight. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of great slapstick in this movie, dude. Oh, yeah. Like when they I... drop that Buddha statue on what's-his-face. Oh, Lightning's head? Oh, yeah. Yeah. On, that. on the god of fucking lightning. <laughs> <laughs> and that kills him. <laughs> like, it's thunder, thunder, like, implodes himself, which is a great scene. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Lightning gets lightning gets a Buddha statue dropped on its head. Lopan gets a fucking knife in his head. Uh, <laughs> it's it's amazing. I forgot what happens to uh, th- um, uh, what's his name? Uh, th- yeah, thunder, lightning, and you have one more. Rain, uh, rain. Is it rain? rain? Yeah, thunder, rain, and lightning. Either of the three. I forget what happens to him. Oh, yeah, he gets stabbed to chest by uh, by Wang. That's it. That's a great oh, fight too. I like that dude, fight. Oh the, yeah. I, well, I like all that shit because they're jumping around doing all this random shit, and then his final death is like he's just he just jumps and he's like doing a Superman fly to him, and Wang just like turns around and throws the the fucking sword over shoulder and kills him. I was like, and then their reaction is just. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think would happen? <laughs> Gasp. I love what Giddy Yopan is too. After he becomes like Flash, he like sucks her blood and he's super excited about it. Like, yay! I'm a human again, man. It's amazing. He's getting uh, um. One of my favorite. I have a lot of favorite parts, but one of my favorite parts of this movie is. The, uh, when he makes out with Kim Control in the elevator and gets off and that lipstick's on his face oh, the whole yeah. time, he's a complete fucking doofus. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, my, what Jack Burton would say at a time like this, who? Jack Burton. Me. Me. <laughs> That's Falling what's up like, no one's listening to the open air. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have a CB radio? Christ, man, that guy's everywhere. <laughs> That's all he does. Great, uh, great. That's a... Uh, I like that line a lot too when he's like, uh, like uh, when he's about to, when they're about to face uh, Thunder, and like he says, Jack, when Jack Burton would stay at a time like this, what the hell? And they like just start fighting. It's fucking cool. <laughs> sure thing, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I think the way that Lopan dies is almost one of the, I would say, the most hilarious way. It's amazing. The, the it's villain amazing. dies in any movie because it was, they're literally just playing hot potato with a fucking knife and then literally you just. <laughs> Kurt Russell fucking wings it right between his eyes and it's just instantly Ooh, death. I love it. He, yeah. he, you know, he, he fucking, he throws it at, he throws it first and loses it. And then what Kevin Charles like, God damn it, Jack. You know, like, <laughs> you should just said the other. His reaction is so knife. good in that scene. Like, oh, oh it's so great. 
And then, yeah, that dipshit, oh, it's a nice dive. And he just <laughs> it back, and he catches it and throws it back and hits him in the port. That's the most fucking ridiculous part. And then once he's like, it's all in the reflex. All the reflexes. Like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck? I love it. All yeah. the reflexes. As the omen for that, it was at the start when he caught the bottle. All in the reflexes. <laughs> You're out of your mind, Wing. I love it. <laughs> he's just like, um, he's like, Wayne, come on, it's only a game. You know, uh, cultural differences aside, we're just having a good time. You know, me, us Californians, or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, well, you know, uh, a lot of great characters in the movie, but I think uh, Jack Burton really, he's kind of the wraparound for kind of the core for everybody. Yeah, to me, it's it's really him and Wayne both. They do such a good job of kind of being dual leads, man. You, you don't have one without yeah. the I mean, Mm-hmm. That motherfucker's like a little fucking super he, superhero dancer <laughs> off all the fights he's doing at the end. It's crazy, dude. His flips and his fighting so crazy, man. Yeah. Another thing, I love that when they're they're like so they're doing somersaults and shit and just kind of flinging a sword at each other. I don't feel like that's an effective way to sword fight. <laughs> <laughs> it looked great. Yeah, you got to give him hit him with a little razzle dazzle before you get the stab <laughs> stab right. <laughs> fucking fake out and then stab. I think, uh, well, I think, well, I'm pretty sure Carpenter was a big fan of, like, uh, the Shaw Brothers and whatnot. It's very much of, like, a Shaw Brothers sort of thing. This sort of, like, uh, glorified sort of, like, you know, uh, for the time ridiculous fight. But, like, dudes jumping in the air and sword fighting each other and landing and jumping back up and doing the same thing. It's this really crazy idea at the time. And it was cool. Um, but I think that he was definitely inspired by the Shaw Brothers flicks as well. So, you know, Shaw Brothers do, uh, you know, Wu-Tang talk a lot about Shaw Brothers and whatnot, but, like, there's a lot of uh, crazy shit. If you guys want to see some really crazy shit, martial arts stuff, check out some Shaw Brothers flicks. They're, they're pretty amazing. Um, but, yeah, they do a lot of stuff like that, a lot of the flying and sword fighting and up the close-ups and stuff like that while they're sword fighting. There's a great scene where Wang gets chased uh, by Rain, and he does that fucking awesome. He runs up the wall and shit. Dude, oh, yeah, great. awesome. That's great. Um, that door arch doorway where he runs from the bottom all the way through the top. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome. that's so that's so sick, dude. <laughs> and, I, and I and you know, Mike's talked about you guys you guys were talking about it before, but I just love the this the aspect of like uh people, you know, there's that saying where like, you know, never bring a gun to a knife fight, but they like bring like guns, knives, grenades, they like, like two by fours, fucking yeah, everything. Yeah. Bring everything to the Six fight. Jack's <laughs> carrying a telephone at one point. I remember, like, he's walking with the fucking phone in his hand. It's yeah. It's like, what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> and his fucking moccasin boots all the way up to the knee. Very nice. Oh yeah, dude. The hidden knife. That he can put the knife in the sort of like sheath. Dude, thing. I love the way. Yeah, way you use that at the end is really. Good. It gave me like. Uh, it reminded me of it's and it's not a knife, but it's a sword. He pulls up. Fuck Willow when Val Kilmer kills that one at the end. He like. Put, uses his foot to kick the thing into him. That's Uh-oh. what I was reminding Oh, no, shit. Ma- the Mad Mardigan knife uh, trick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you mean the old Jack Burton. The old Jack Dollar <laughs> reflex. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Which I thought was great, too, because the dude was too heavy to get him off. <laughs> so he was just stuck there, like, I love with that. his foot stabbed into like, this. Just, just, just fucking bottle to the left or right, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> That's something I really liked about this movie is how tongue in cheek they were. It's not like, yeah. it's not like okay, he's here to save the day and he's like the best thing we've got. Like in half the battles he's in, he's usually like incapacitated himself. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, Wang is a straight man. He's like the the fumbling goofball. The funny one of the funniest part is too, if you think about it, like Wang pays him 
to like go with him on this adventure, but Wing does most of the shit. He <laughs> accidentally kills Lopan, which is great, but for the most part, Wing does a lot of that shit, man. Right. Yeah, yeah he's fighting <laughs> everyone else the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In exactly. reality, he's the real hero here. <laughs> yeah. That's the funniest part. He's like the main well, uh, image on the post. You know, he, he, he loved Mao Yin or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, and Jack was just doing it for those reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like, uh, oh, what's that scene? Um, oh, I, uh, why like, is it like, oh, I like, oh, that's what I mentioned. I want to mention. Uh, I like Egg Chan's, uh, his like hideout or whatever it is. Kind of reminds me of like the Ghostbuster fire station. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's really cool. Like, Kurt Russell calls it a dump. I'm like, oh, man, this place is awesome. I love this place. But I watched, um, since I have the Blu ray, I watched, um, there is an extended ending scene. Um, right when they get out of the uh, out of Lopan's place, they busted the doors and everything in eighteen wheeler, and they stop at that stoplight. Yeah. Um, they see uh, those three dudes, um, the Lords of Death gang. They see them drive. Uh, they're at the same intersection, whatever, and they drive off. And Kurt Russell sees them, and he goes after them, and uh, they like park on a dock or some shit. And they, the uh, Kurt Russell comes up and he like, basically smashes into them. They they like fly into like the lake, like up uh, into the water or some shit, and they die. Huh. <laughs> weird. And then there's a scene um, where uh, well they're at um, Wings, they're at his restaurant, um, and when Kurt Russell's leaving, there's a there's a uh, you know when like uh, Egg Chan leaves, he's like you know I've I've told myself I'll take a, a long vacation. Now it's right. time to collect. Well, like. Kurt Russell leaves. Uh, X Shan comes out and talks to him about what happens, what happened, and everything. Like, like, um, right? Um, you don't see it's, it's only the extended, it's only in the extended uh, uh, ending. But like, he comes out, like, comes up like an alleyway and like talks to Kurt Russell real quick about you know, what's happened and you know, you know, be on your guard or some shit like that. And um, Kurt Russell goes when he get into, about to get into his truck, he sees like slime on the bed of his truck hmm. so like that so that at, at the end at the end when he's uh the camera sort of pans back to the uh the bed of the truck you see that the creature pop up that creepy right. fucking thing mm -hmm. yeah it's awesome uh but yeah it's, that, that's the only difference I, they did a good job cutting out because you don't really need it there it, it's i think it's a great ending by itself i don't need to see those guys get knocked in the water or See some slime on the fucking bed of the truck. It's, it's not really that exciting. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. You kind of forgotten about them too a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I just like the way that I just like that the fucking creatures just you know catch and arrive with fucking Jack Burton. But, um, <laughs> Listening to him talk on a CB radio for miles and miles, dude, just fucking getting it. Which well, you know, go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, if you guys want to see basically a sequel to this, um, there are there is a comic book from a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still going anymore. I have several issues of it, but basically the sequel to Big Trouble in China, where Egg Shan's back in it. And, it's like came out like 2014. Yeah, yeah, a couple and years back. So there have been so... Let me read this shit from Wikipedia. <clears throat> in 2015, the rap reported that Dwayne Johnson was developing oh, a remake to star as Jack Burton <laughs> and produce it under his company now. Fast forward, um, Johnson expressed interest in having Carpenter involved. Now this is in 2015. And Carpenter responded, stating, uh, it's very early in the process. I haven't spoken to Dwayne Johnson about any of this. 
I'm ambivalent about a remake. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so in August, August 27th of 2018, um, the rocks uh, production company, seven bucks, um, clarified that they, they're, they still trying to, perf- to pursue a, a film, but it's going to be a sequel and not like a remake or prequel, but they still want fucking what the rock is Jack Burton. Yeah. And this, 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 is three, work, this is three years ago, and I haven't. There's been no updates since. So yeah, it's I'd been be, dead. It's been dead for a while, hasn't it, Mike? Uh, 2018 was whenever they the made this. August 2018 is when they made the announcement that they were going to make a sequel now and <laughs> try to get others involved from it. So who knows? I mean, hey, uh, that's that's a nice idea, Dwayne. But uh, please, just leave, leave it alone. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> We had you're, not fucking, you're not Dennis Villanueva making a Blade Runner sequel, which I will totally support and did. Like, right. <laughs> this is not gonna work. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's that. I remember, I remember that came out. That was very like perplexing to me. Like, what? Weird. But I mean, you know, whatever. Like, everyone always talks to John Carpenter too. And Carpenter's always just like, nah, you know, uh, I'm gonna get a paycheck from it. But like, you know, Carpenter, uh, you know, one of the many reasons I, lo- I love the guy and respect the guy is that, you know, um, he does most of the stuff on its own for the most part. It's always, you know, you know, the oh, yeah. music, music for, for the most part is just him or the writing is really just him. You, it's a rarity like this, like the trouble, he didn't write the story. Someone else wrote the story. So it's like, it's a rarity to have a, a John Carpenter's movie and not him write it, mu- uh, do the music, edit it, all of that. Um, but, um, he also I, said after this that it was kind of such a failure that that's why he went back to kind of doing more smaller pro- or like smaller studio projects. Well, that's why after this he does uh, Prince of Darkness, which was the right. independent flick, which made a shit ton of money. Yep. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's weird because you know uh, Prince of Darkness is like a one location thing, but it's 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 an awesome movie and it's it's got a great fucking script. Uh, but um, the Alice Cooper's in it too as a fucking crazy homeless guy. Oh yes, he's but, great too. Um, he's great. He's great. <laughs> one of the most one of the most interesting kills of all time by Alice Cooper, and it was his idea, which is really cool. Oh, but uh, but uh, yeah, it's just it's it's weird that you know The Rock would come to Carpenter, which I respect that he did come to him, like or yeah, maybe his yeah. assistants came to him and asked him about it. I'm not huh. sure. But um, yeah, it's cool. But like you have the comic books and like it's like Buckaroo Banzai. There's a sequel to Buckaroo Banzai, but it's a comic book. You can just read it. It's, sure. a, it's good. It's still so, fun. It's still fun, yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's I, you know, the thing is though, the only person who is dead is Victor Wong. Victor Wong, actually, yeah, he's he's passed away now. But all these other people no, no, are no, still, he's alive. still alive. Oh, not Victor Wong. I'm sorry. The guy who plays Edge Chan, uh, James. Yes. It might be James. Uh, Wong, but um, James Hong. James yes. Hong. Yeah, James Victor, Hong. Victor away. Wong is Egg Chan. That's it. Yeah. Victor Wong. Okay. Uh, he's passed away, but like you know, it, it's be weird not having Egg Chan there to help because Egg Chan's in the I comics. Agree. So the but, fucking uh, grandpa from Three Ninjas. That was the right. Dude, <laughs> 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 I, I love that first movie as a kid. Oh my god, it's so horrible. Tum Tum, Jesus Christ. Tum Tum. Oh, Tum Tum. Uh, look, look for it. Uh, keep your ears to the ground, guys. Uh, Purgatory doing the <laughs> Three Ninjas trilogy. Oh, soon. Jesus, right? <laughs> we could knock all three of those out in like a 30 minute segment. It would, I, just, I, like, <laughs> it would just be a bunch of cuss words and like, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> I mean, the third one's got the third one's got whole COVID in it, so I mean, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Jesus. Wow. And then the second one, they go to Japan. It's like a different main kid or whatever. Anyway, I, you gotta love it when they do that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but 
think um, the third one's like something. They go to like a. It's like a. It's like Astro World or some shit. Basically, like Astro World. They go there and that's where they start fighting Hulk Hogan in a shitty like uh, BMX ch- chest protector or some shit. It's ridiculous, but. Uh, Welcome yeah. to the Thunderdome. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> brother. 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 <laughs> Too many enchiladas. Um, but yeah. I, 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 I wanted to mention just real quick, and I'm sure we might cover it uh, at some point, but um, uh, just because they're kind of they're kind of similar in, in a in an interesting way, the Golden Child that Mike brought up before that came out. Like, what did you say a couple weeks before this? Uh, it was, or like maybe like a month, but they were in pretty close competition. Okay, well, how do you guys feel about that movie, Golden Child? It's not that good. Like Eddie Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy trying to put his humor into it makes it feel weird sometimes. It could have been cool right. if he played it more like in a dramatic way. I don't think that I've seen it. Really? Yeah, I don't think that I had. Okay, I would definitely say give it a chance, give it a give it a watch. There there are some really funny parts in the movie. It's worth uh, checking out for sure. I yeah. mean, 80s, 80s, 80s Eddie Murphy is I fucking love it, dude. Like right, yeah, yeah. Me too. yeah I agree, I agree. Uh, but there are some. It's a lot of like mysticism in that one, that movie too. But it's like it's like, uh, uh, like Buddhist monk mysticism, hmm. um, and there's like some really cool special effects in it at the end. Um, but uh, yeah, they're kind of they're, they're without the charm basically because well, kind of like kind of like what Mike was saying before. It's like the um, like the uh, what's, what's the word? But like it's all it's the, the the sort of the way that Chinese movie mysticism. It, well, that well, Chinese is it that is that in there too? Yeah, yeah, it's both of them. I mean, you know, it's Buddhist. Oh, okay. But, oh. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. And also, um, like, well, that's what that's what that that quote I said earlier. That was John Carpenter saying that, where he's like, you know, there, when the fuck has Hollywood ever done a movie about Chinese mysticism, let alone two of them coming out at the same time? I think he had a problem with it. Thinking it was meant to be like a direct competition for whatever reason. Well, holy so shit! Here I'm seeing it had about the same budget, about twenty five million dollars, and it box office a hundred fifty million dollars. Ooh, the Golden oh. Child did. Yes. Damn, Eddie Murphy, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, he was hot in the '80s, dude. You could put him on yeah. anything, and it just He's makes like, money. Best '87. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, uh, it's just, I think it's without the charm, though, because it's kind of like what uh, Mike was saying before. I wish there was. Um, I wish that the the tone stays a certain well. way because yeah. the tone fluctuates so much. Like the movie starts off with like, like Eddie Murphy is like a dude who finds missing children, yes. and like it's like re- the opening is like really serious. Where like like Eddie Murphy comes in and shoots a bunch of fucking drug dealers and shit to find a like girl who's been like raped Ooh. and shit. It's weird. Yeah, well, I thought yeah, I thought it was yeah, I thought it's like yeah, I know I remember him searching the house after this girl had been raped and murdered or raped, you know, that had been raped had been found. And he's like cracking jokes, like while right. he's like going to them, like, what the fuck, man? Okay, <laughs> that's really strange, man. You know, timing, bro. Fucking timing. <laughs> <laughs> there but, uh, is one of the fun. best. It's yeah, fun. it's still fun, but there is there in that movie, man. Uh, in trying, I guess I, I, you got to check it out because there's a scene like in this movie with uh, in Golden Travel with Eddie Murphy. It's one of the funniest fucking scenes I've ever seen from Eddie Murphy. It's where he's escaping from some drug dealers or some shit. And he jump he's jumping fences in the back of a house. Yeah. And he jumps, he jumps this one fence and there's like a white family back there like grilling. And uh he comes up, they're like they're all freaked out. And he's like, I just want a chip. So they take a chip. He takes <laughs> a chip slowly and he's like, 
Hey man, turn that shit over. It's fucking burning. Like he flips over the burger patty. It's so fucking, it's so fucking funny, dude. Like classic Murphy. And he, yeah. he just jumps out. He just gets a hamburger and like jumps the fence again. He's like, the, the, but it's like there's shit like That's that. Movie. There's also serious shit in the movie too. Like my, <laughs> apparently, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, no, it's there's a lot of problems in that movie. <laughs> and this one to me is just way more fun and straightforward with the story. Yeah. That one just oh this one this I don't know the tone it's it's meant to be campy and funny and you, you never really you never really get the footing with the golden child for me but it's it's definitely no. worth seeing. I think this I think Carpenter knew like again I think he knew he knew what he was doing and he made he, he kept that tone all the way through nothing nothing ever gets really serious. Um, you never think anybody's really going to die, except right. the bad guys. Um, and you're and it, everything's gonna be fun at the end. I mean, how what, can you have a movie? Yeah, John Carpenter. I mean, a lot of people die. This. It's not about the main characters. The, main the guys, bad yeah. guys all die, yes, but like the main character, it's 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 all played for laughs. I mean, what's his name blowing himself up, expanding himself, and blowing up? It's hilarious. Understand. Like, like your man was like, what did you expect to accomplish? I don't know. Like, or did like did Lopan have some kind of spell under him that when you blow up, you just turn into like a bunch of lettuce on the inside? <laughs> like, you, you see that shit when it flies out. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I uh, thought it, I, I kind of thought maybe I looked a little too much into this, but I thought it was a sort of like a his his goofier version of Sefaku, you know, like uh, instead of like slitting his torso, he blew up, you know, whatever. My uh, master's dead, and something yeah. goes this, all by blowing the up. Sefaku gluttonist or something. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it looks fucking awesome. So hey, whatever. yeah, what's funny is oh yeah, yeah. I always, no, I always that, that, that is... last scream at the end, the smoke came out of his nose and his ears. Yeah, dude, I always, I always thought of that scene as a way to like he got. I always read it like he was so pissed off that he blew up. Like he's like, "You killed my fucking man," and then just like, but I don't know, dude. Because nothing happens to him right as soon as. Well, he'd been uh, kicking ass all the time. He probably would have killed one of them if he kept fighting. It's fun. It, hey, I did yeah, it's, it's, whatever, whatever, whatever. Jack kills him at the end and throws knife. Like the first thing that pops in my head was like a cover of Rage Against the Machine. You got a knife in your head. <laughs> you got a knife in your fucking head. Damn. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, cover that. Put that in there. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, man, this is a it's a it's a fantastic flick. It's never let me down. It's a lot of fun. You can get your, your kids can watch it. Um. Yeah, it's just got a great score, uh, a lot of fun characters, and um, yeah, man, I mean, this is a movie that you can go back to, and it makes you feel good, and makes you laugh, and makes you happy, and yeah, it's like a... Yeah, didn't even come close to giving it how, just how much of a good time it is, like, yeah. it's never-ending. Every fucking scene is something new and different. It's tons of fun. Right, man. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I even love the end, too, that they, they're not like, and then they lived happily ever after. No, like, Jack was just like, all right, y'all, I'm back on the road again, uh... He's like, you're not even gonna kiss her goodbye. He's like, nah, where? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Kissed her twice in the elevator. Yeah, <laughs> I like the scene where I like that line where he's like, where where Kim Control's like, you know, maybe if we get like a, a truly, you know, like a small bedroom for two, and he's like, you know, I'll sooner or later I always rub somebody the wrong way. <laughs> I was just yeah. Like, Forget it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm telling y'all, it's sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a it's a fast it's fast paced and it's it's a lot of fun and there's no there's no slow moments and it's you know it's 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 great man. It's a lot right, of fun. there's no lulls in it anywhere. It just oh. keeps going, man. A hundred percent all the time. Yeah, like 
four different genres running each scene. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so all over the place. It's great. Yeah. I love it. But concise and, and fun. And you know what? Listen, if if I get if I'm with you guys and I get blinded, and we're in an alleyway, please do not splash fucking dirty alleyway water on my. Fucking- <laughs> oh, oh shit, that did. It. <laughs> no, you're not my friend. If you do that shit to me, right in the mud, that did it right there. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I'm pretty sure that's how you get eye syphilis, dude. Like <laughs> <laughs> that started the next pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, I remember getting old. I remember seeing this again as uh, being older, you know, in my twenties or whatever. And I, you know, I've watched this movie over a hundred times, and I just never realized it before. And I watch it, I'm like, what the? Why the fuck would he do that to him like that? Like he splashed dirty <laughs> fucking alleyway water in his fucking eyes. Well, I mean, to be fair, yeah. he's in the middle of Russia, and he needed his friend to fucking see. It's like, dude, we're in the middle of the shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Some shit. I don't know. Fuck. You're right. You're right. You're right. Fuck, man. You spit into my eyeballs, please. Yeah, it's spit, spit more hygienic than <laughs> anything's more hygienic. I didn't say, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a great place. You guys check it out. Um, I own it. I'm not sure if it's available anywhere streaming, but um, it, you can get it anywhere for pretty cheap. So yeah, I bought it on. I bought it on iTunes for fucking for you know. HD quality for eight ninety nine or something like that. All right, great, right. great news! It's on YouTube in HD quality, and it's like all licensed and everything. I don't know how the fuck that happened, uh, right. but it, it worked great from beginning to end, and it was high def. Well, that's interesting because right I, I will uh, not go too much on a tangent here, but like uh, there's a uh, Dawn of the Dead, like the original Dawn of the Dead on YouTube. It's in four K. It's like the the director's cut, and it's in. 4K and a director's cut. It looks amazing with subtitles. I'm like, how the fuck is this on YouTube? I have no <laughs> way. I well, they're, they're expanding into their streaming. Yeah, services. I guess so. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, here's 16 ads in the middle of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So check this out, man. Uh, check out the comic books. Um, check out Golden Child. Check out uh, uh, Buckaroo Banzai, which is a, a big favorite flick of mine too. Uh, but um, yeah, check this out. It's a, it's a really good flick, and if you're a big, big Carpenter fan, man, you owe this to yourself. Check this out, man. If you're and also if you're a big Kurt Russell fan, like uh, me and Tron and oh, Mike Hart, yeah. yeah. um, check this thing out, man. And um, yeah, we won't let you down. It's a blast. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, every time I watch it, it's just another fucking yeah. It's trip down memory lane, but it's also just exciting to watch every single time. Right. Right. All right, so, because I still um, can't believe half the shit that happens in the movie. It's just like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm on board for this ride every time. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, that's um, the end of the episode, and we'll uh, talk to you guys next time we come back. Uh, you guys have anything else to say? Any uh, Jack Burton one-liners? I don't have any pulled up, man, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't either. All right. Well, I said one of my favorite ones at the beginning, but um, yeah, he's got a lot of great ones. But uh, yeah, check it out. Um, you can have a fucking great uh, party, getting drunk tonight, watching Big Trouble. It's a lot of fun. So, hell yeah, dude. Until next time, talk to you guys later. And uh, if you haven't sent your uh, check in the mail, send it now. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly Dude's what Jack paid. <laughs> he must be paid. And you know what? It's all in the reflexes. Everybody relax. I'm here. all right well guys take it easy don't be a piece of shit and we'll talk to you guys next time